0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, November 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Time is running short for the Farm Bill. Grassley mum on finance plans and appropriators asked to delay USDA relocations. Time is running short for the Farm Bill. Negotiations to wrap up the Farm Bill have entered a critical stage this week if... House and Senate lawmakers are going to be able to reach agreements in time to approve the five-year blueprint for ag policy by the end of the year. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Mike Conaway and Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Pat Roberts both told reporters last night that there is still no meeting scheduled this week for the principal farm bill negotiators, but that needs to happen fast. This is a pretty critical week, Conaway said. We only have three weeks after that. It's got to get scored. It's got to get written. All those things have to happen. We've got to get it through both chambers. We're about used up all the rope that's available. Robert said it was critical that the four principals form a final agreement before December. We all know the issues, Robert said. We all know how to close out these titles. Staff has worked overtime to get this done over the break and everything else. We are close. It isn't going to do us any good to just meet to go over these titles again. We all know where we are. I'm hopeful tonight we can find a conclusion. Senator Charles Grassley of Iowa told reporters earlier in the day yesterday he is pessimistic that a new farm bill can get done in the lame duck session, making it likely that Congress would have to pass a one-year extension of the 2014 bill. Conway refused to even discuss that possibility. He said, I'm going to get this done. I'm not ready to talk about anything but getting this done. Associated Press, Denham loses. Last night, the Associated Press declared Democrat Josh Harder the winner in his race against House Ag Republican Jeff Denham in California's Central Valley. New York GOP member John Fazo also lost his seat. Grassley still mum on his finance plans. Senator Grassley told reporters yesterday he's just not ready to announce whether he'll take over the chairmanship of the Finance Committee in January. The Grassley said that as a courtesy, he needs to talk to other colleagues before announcing his decision. It sounds like he might be ready to claim the helm of finance, which has jurisdiction over trade and tax policy. Grassley is eligible to serve two more years as chairman of the Finance Committee, but he would have to give up the chairmanship of the judiciary. Taking over finance would give him a key role in shepherding the U.S. Mexico Canada trade agreement through Congress. Appropriators asked to delay USDA relocations. The lawmakers who control USDA's budget are being asked to hold up Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue's plan to move the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture out of the nation's capital. A coalition of science and economics groups and a variety of advocacy organizations say the moves need to be delayed until USDA can provide adequate justification for them and hold a public hearing on the plan. In a letter, the groups uh, wrote to the leaders of the House and the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, this delay is necessary in order for Congress and stakeholders to understand the problems USDA seeks to address and the ramifications of the USDA's proposed moves. USDA celebrates state cuisines. The U.S. Department of Agriculture celebrating unique cuisines found in states across the country at the department's third-floor cafeteria. And the first dish in the spotlight comes from Georgia, USDA Chief Sonny Perdue's home state. Holly Shudi, a former head chef for Purdue when he was in the governor's mansion in Atlanta, demonstrated a collard green based salad with pecan oil and mandarian oranges in the cafeteria yesterday. It'll be available for diners today. Ag Bankers Bracing for Tough Times the 1980s farm crisis was on the minds of speakers and attendees at the National Agriculture Bankers Conference in Omaha this week. The consensus, if there was one, appeared to be this is not that era, but expect some tough times ahead. Jason Henderson told Ag Bankers yesterday, you're in for a roller coaster ride. He's an economist at Purdue University. He added it's going to be a tough winter, citing lower loan repayment rates and increased rates of loan denials in the Midwest. Discussing the effects of tariffs, Henderson, a former vice president and Omaha branch executive at the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, said the people formulating trade policy in this nation don't understand agriculture. China's theft of intellectual property is a big problem, but the side effects in ag are real. And China is unlikely to blink first in this trade war, according to Henderson, Dean in Purdue's College of Agriculture and the director of Purdue Extension. Randy Duckett, a senior vice president of real estate operations at Farmers National Company in Omaha, said the tariffs would have long-term negative effects on agriculture. But the economic conditions now are vastly different than in the 80s, when farmers were highly leveraged and interest rates were much higher. Another difference he sees with the 1980s, there are plenty of accomplished, large-scale farmers these days who are positioned to pick up land from farmers who have to go out of business. U.S. hits India with cotton subsidy complaint. The Trump administration made it clear yesterday it is not done complaining about the way India subsidizes its farmers. Not only does India break World Trade Organization commitments on how much it subsidizes its cotton farmers... The country also obscures the policies by underreporting reporting the support levels. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue said in a joint statement yesterday, the USTR filed a counter-notification to register a complaint at the World Trade Organization and offer proof that India is subsidizing its cotton farmers much more than it is officially reporting. Well, the National Cotton Council, which says Indian subsidy payments can range between Fifty-three and eighty-one percent of cotton production value lauded the move by USTR. The NCC thanks the administration for pushing counter-notifications as a necessary step to bring needed transparency to India's domestic support programs, which is especially important to understanding global cotton markets and wide-ranging impact that these programs have on global cotton and fiber markets. That according to the group. This isn't the first time, though, that the U.S. has exposed India in the WTO. USTR filed a similar counter-notification earlier this year on India's wheat and rice subsidies. At the time, USTR officials said they were not interested in filing an official complaint or requesting a dispute panel, but instead using the subsidies as an example of why more transparency and accountability is needed. Here's today's He Said It. They just said, Conaway, get this done. That's House Agriculture Committee Chair Mike Conaway relaying to reporters the message he got about the farm bill from House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. Well, that is Daybreak for this Wednesday, November 14th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.